got a sermon that Lord laid on my heart, and it's been one I've been working on for a couple of days or weeks actually, and I keep coming back to it. I had a hard time actually doing the sermon because I didn't know which direction to go. Give you a little background on what's happening. This this sermon is going to take place for Jesus and his disciples on Thursday night before before the crucifixion. Now, don't you think so? Jesus knows what's happening, and they they had they had been together, and they had had their 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 last supper together, in which you know Jesus had been telling them everything was pointing to to him going to the cross, and he was telling them what was coming, and they had been together that night. They had fellowship together, and you think about it, they'd come in, they'd done what a lot of guys do when you put them in a room together, they got to arguing, they was arguing about who was going to be the best, and. And then in the middle of that, Jesus just stops everything. And then after that, he, he tells them one's going to betray him. And of course, you know, they, 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 they all say, oh, it's not me. It wouldn't be me. There's no way it could be me. Is it me? And then Judas leaves. They don't even realize it. And then... He does the Lord's Supper in that solemn moment. He tells them about his blood, and about his body. Tells them, I'll not do this again with you until we do it the kingdom together. And in verse 30 of chapter 6, it says, When they sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So they had fellowshiped and they had eaten together, and it was a good time. And, you know, they left singing, left worshiping, and they had been so close to Jesus. And so I imagine the ver words that Jesus tells them in verse 31 is, is something that's going to take them completely out of, out, of, from, out of looking because they don't quite grasp it when Jesus said unto them, All you shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall scatter abroad. But after I'm risen again, I will go before you unto Galilee. You know, I can just imagine here, they have had this, this wonderful time. The, the, they, they have been humbled by being in his presence as he washed their feet and as he talked to them about the Lord's Supper and what it was going to do. I can just see how great it was. And, it, you know, I thought about that. I said, that's a lot like us sometimes. We come to church on Sunday and we come into the Lord's presence and, boy, everything feels good. We leave church just pumped up singing. <coughs> but here all of a sudden Jesus said, you're going to be offended because of me. You're going, this is, this is a, it's a funny word, this word offended. In the, in the Greek it was scandalizio. It's where we get our word scandalize. And it means to, to put a stumbling block which causes others to follow fall or to entice someone to sin to trip up it also means to be shaken so he's telling them tonight you're going to be shaken up you're going to sin because of what's fixing to happen and and and, and i'm telling you this and he said but i'm telling you it's going to happen but when it's all said and done i'm going to meet you in galilee and I read that, I said, man, that's a, that's a strange statement to say, but, but what's even funnier, what comes after that, because in verse 33, you've got Peter, and Peter answers and said unto him, 
Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended. But what a bold statement to make. You know, God, hey, everybody else might stumble. They might cause others to sin because of what's fixing to happen. But don't worry. I've got your back, Jesus. I'm right there with you. I, I, we're going to be okay. And, 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 and could you imagine, though, Peter's thinking, I, you know, I'm saying this because, hey, you called me. You changed my name from Cephas to, to Peter. And I'm the rock. I'm the sturdy one. I, I'm the one, and then, then, then look at what Jesus tells him. I, 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 I can just see the, the, the wind basically getting sucked out of his sail as Jesus looks and says, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. So, so Peter's like, well, Jesus said, you know, it's not just you're going to do it once. It's not even twice, but you're going to do it three times, Peter. You say you're bold. You say that I wouldn't do these things, but my actions won't cause you to, to stumble. That what I'm fixing to do won't cause you to have problems. You say you're going to be right there, but I'm telling you that before the night's over, you're going to sin and you're going to deny me three times. And then old Peter, he's still full of himself, and look what he says. And, and then Peter said this, he said, Though Peter said to him, though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. You know, those are the famous words we remember of Peter saying, Hey, Lord, don't worry. You know, I'll go to the grave with you. I'll be right there with you. But, you know, there's always a sentence in that verse that I've always missed. And let me read it to you right quick. And it says this. It says, Likewise also said all the disciples. It wasn't just Peter. Peter was just kind of the, the spokesman. He was the one. He said what they all wanted to say, and then they all piped up. I, I think they kind of learned a lesson when, when Peter stepped out of the boat, and they missed a blessing. So now it's not going to be no longer Peter's just the one going to do. I'm going to, hey, Lord, I'm right there with you too, just like Peter said. He just beat me to the punch. I'm going to be right there no matter what happens. I'm there for you. You know, and I said, boy, that, that's been us so many times. We're like, God, I'm right there with you. And, and then as we go, Jesus goes to the garden to pray. And, and, and you think he, goes, he gets there and he says, he tells him, he says, you know, I, I want you to sit here and I'm going to go over here and pray. But he says, Peter, James, John, I want you three to come with me. I want you to come over here. I'm, I want you to separate a little bit because I called you to, to me tonight. I've got something for you to do. So they come with him and, and listen to what he says to them. And it, it, it's something that we need to really listen to. And he says in verse 38, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me I want you to come over here because I, I need you guys I need you to watch with me and that's that's another strange word that he uses the word is Gregoria and it means get strict attention cause to be be cautious but also be active guys I want y'all over here because see I, I've called you and I've got a job for you I'm going to go pray, but I want you to be active. I want you to stay 
awake. I want you to be here when I need you. I, I have a problem that I've got to go talk to the Father about and, and it, it's got me exceedingly sorryful and, and, and I need some support. So I've called you three because you three have stated you stood up and you've done things. So I know you're active. And, and he calls them, watch. Watch with me. That's all, that's all I want you to do. I want you to watch with me. You know, you notice he didn't tell them to pray. But basically he, he's telling them to stay busy. It's like in Luke 19. When, when the, the master goes in, in verse 13 when he says this, and he called the ten servants, delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy till I come. You remember that story of the talents? He, he gave all of them a talent, what they were able to handle. And he said, Occupy till I come. And, and each one of them that did, he told them, Hey, well done, my good and faithful servant. But he was really upset with the one who buried it in the dirt. And so it's the same thing here. He's telling Peter, James, and John, occupy till I come, till I'm, till I'm ready for you. But you know, he goes and he prays and, and it's earnest prayer to the Father and, and John records it and we see the, the drops of, of sweat that are like blood and, and it's, a, it's a hard prayer and he's so upset and he comes back and in verse 40, he says, He cometh unto the disciples and found them asleep. And then he picks out Peter and he said unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Could you not give me one hour, Peter? Peter, you just claim boldly that I wouldn't be an offense to you. Peter, you just claim boldly you would go to death with me and all I asked you to do is give me one hour one little measly hour Peter of, of watching one little measly hour it's, it's, it's not a lot to ask but I asked you to watch I asked you to occupy I asked you to do what I called you to do what I have equipped you to do and yet you didn't do it and I, as I read that I said God how many times you know how many times have we looked at that verse and, and, and said, Lord, you know, it, 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 it's like I, I can't even give you an hour on Sunday. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't. The Bible, you, you asked me to do one thing. In Luke chapter 10, verse 27, you said this. He said, you said the greatest commandment was thou shalt love the Lord God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. And, and, and I can't even do that for an hour. I mean, you think about this. How many of you came here today prepared to worship? It's just an hour out of you Sunday. And I mean, how many of us truly came in here and said, Whoa, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to praise the Lord. I'm ready to get something going. I'm ready to get pumped up. I'm ready to hear the Spirit. I'm ready just to wait, to, to do whatever He calls. Let me ask a question. How many of you are so content just sitting in the pew not doing that? You've never decided you want to do anything at all. Just one hour. Let me ask you, how many of you have said, hey, you know, hey, one hour, I'll go back here and I'll sit in the nursery so that, that Kim and Ben can actually sit out here in the service. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 that's kids. I don't mess with kids. Oh, no, no, no. What about, what about Bree? You know how many times Bree's been out here? It's the first time I've seen her out in the service in over three months. Why? We got kids back here. 
Baby, that's not me. That's not me, Lord. But I love you with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul. But I ain't going to work for you. I mean, how many of you decide, you, you, you say, well, I love, to, I love to sing and I love to worship. Well, why ain't you up here on the stage? Well, well you're up there. So what? Do I got to hold a sign? Please come. Please come. You come up here and sing with us. It's okay. You can get up. You can worship. How many was the last time you got up under the altar and got busy with God? When? Think about it. One hour. One hour. That's all God's saying. One hour, Peter. One hour. We can't even give him one hour on Sunday. Watch and pray. Be active and pray. When's the last time you did anything for the Lord? When's the last time you did something for yourself? You think about that. One hour, he said. And then listen, listen to the next verse. Listen to this next verse. And after he says that, he says this, he says, he says this, he says, watch that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing. But the flesh is weak. You, you, you know, he knew. He said, listen, guys, I asked you to watch for one hour. You couldn't do it. I'm trying to prove something to you. And so what I'm asking you to do now is I'm asking you to be active. And I'm asking you to pray. People say, well, he needed to pray for him. Yeah, he wanted them to pray for him. He wanted them to watch for him. But you ever realize what's fixing to come up? Jesus knew it. See, Jesus knew what they were fixing to face. Because he said, watch and pray that you don't enter into temptation. That you don't get tempted. That you don't fall. Because I've told you what's fixing to happen to you. I told you you're fixing to scatter. I told you you're fixing to have something happen in your life that, you don't, that you're not ready for. So I'm telling you right now, be active. Be, be willing to do what God's called you and equipped you to do. And pray. Pray. Because you need it. You, you ever think about this? Sometimes we leave. How many of you ever done this? You can raise your hand. I'll raise it for you. On Sundays you say, Woo, this coming week. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to tell everybody about Jesus. That's good to you. Walk out the door just like Satan just sucks it right out of you. And you forget all about it. Then watch and pray. You're going to need it. Because... I told you what's fixing to happen. I told y'all that one of you is going to betray me. I've been telling you for months that I'm fixing to give my life. And I told you tonight that you're going to scatter. Something's going to grab you and make you so afraid that you're not going to do what you said. Every one of you said, I'll die with you, Jesus. I'm here for you, Jesus. Yes, like this, all of us say, I love the Lord with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul. But do we really? Are you watching? Are you praying? Because let me tell you, Satan's coming. He's coming. The attack is on its way. Oh, and they, I, I, I can tell you, you know, that Jesus knew what was coming. They, they was going to have fear. Look at verse, go over to verse 56 right quick. Look, look, listen, listen to verse 56. It says, but all this was done that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all, all the disciples forsook him and fled. They ran off. Jesus knew it. See, the problem was they weren't ready. 
He says, I want you to occupy. I want you to be busy. Because let me tell you, when you're busy doing God's work, isn't it amazing how close you seem to be? When you, when, you know, it's like this. You got your sweetie pie. You, you, you know, you ever think about this? If you're not spending time with them, tell them you love them, that love kind of gets a little cold. You know, that's getting the time. Yesterday I got out and worked in the yard. Now I can't breathe. But you ever realize if you don't get out and work in your yard, what happens to it? It gets rolled up, it gets looking ugly. Just You don't take care of a house, it starts to fall apart. You don't stay busy working with the Lord. What's happening to your, to your, to your, your desire to serve? It starts falling apart. Be like occupied. God, God gave, you're a steward. Gave you something to do. You know, everybody in here has a gift and a talent and an ability that God has given you. Now, you know, not everybody can preach. I'm still looking for somebody that can because I ain't found one yet. Not everybody can sing. Y'all have heard me. I, I like to have that voice that sounds good and said I got one that sounds like a cat that's in pain. Not everybody can teach. Not everybody can talk to people. But God's given each one of you a gift to use, and he's equipped you to do it. You ever look? He, he chose 12 disciples. But he only had three, Peter, James, and John. Didn't mean the others weren't important because they were. There was a reason why. He's called all of us to serve, but do we do it? Are we being busy? Because if you don't do it, you'll lose it. See, I, I've been there, I've sat in the pew, and I, I, I've just been content enough to come and say, Well, God, here I am. Oh, I, I really worked hard to get there Sunday. What else you doing for them? If you love them with all your heart, all your I mean, be like Isaiah. Here I am, send me. How many of you are praying like y'all? You know, the problem was they might have physically and, and thought they were spiritually ready for anything that came. The night they had was with Jesus was awesome. It was close. It was humbling. They got close and they, they felt great. That's like when you come to church, sometimes you feel great, but are you ready to face what's fixing to happen? They weren't. They fled. Oh, the fear that gripped them that night. The fear that was there. They had such fear. You think about this. Their fear that night, it, it caused them to run. And boy, when they ran, they ran. They took off. You know, the, Jesus, Paul told us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, he said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Well, that night, boys, they wasn't strong, were they? They was running. How many times have we, we done that? How many times have you ever pulled a, a Jonah and took off running? You know, I, I like Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. says, now the word of the Lord came into Jonah. Saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, cry against it, for their wickedness has come before me. Well, let me tell you, Jonah jumped up, took off running, didn't he? But he ran the other way. See, that's what a lot, 
You know what most people are afraid of? Well, what if he calls me to preach? What if he calls me to be a missionary and I have to go to a foreign country? Well, then you go to Walmart, you're going to one. Because you're different. You go outside your door, you're different. So don't worry. I mean, God's going to call you and equip you whatever he's called you to do. Don't be like Jonah. Don't jump on a ship and go the opposite way. I've done that. Boy, I tell you, it ain't no fun either. I spent my time in the belly of the well because I run the other way. You know, some of us run the other way when Jesus says, hey, bring that to me. Like when he said in, in Matthew 11, when he says, come unto me, all you that, that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. I got this, God. I got it. He says, take my yoke, learn me. I, Lord, didn't you hear me? I got it. When I need you, I'll bring it to you. So I never talk to God like this. That's the way we act when we don't bring him the problems. When we think we got it, we're doing just like the disciples. We're running. Yeah, and, and listen, he, he, he tells us this. You know, in Mark chapter 8, verse 38, he says, whosoever be ashamed of me, now my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also some man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father with his holy angels. You ever thought about this? God says, I want you to go to the altar and, and, and come to me. I, I, have you ever had this happen to you? You're there during invitation, the psalm being given, you're going, I can go down, but there ain't nobody there and everybody's going to think that I'm a sinner. Well, that verse right there in Mark suits you. You're ashamed because you're going to think people think you're an adulterous, a sinner, Instead, you're coming to God to bring a problem. Lord, I've got an issue I can't handle. I can't do it on my own. You know, our problem is we think we can. I'm a strong person. I come from a family of strong people. No, you're just as weak. And the Lord's here to, to lift you up. He's not there. But we, 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 we flee. We run. We're afraid. They were so afraid they denied him. Peter did it three times. Brian Manning said this. He says, the greatest cause, single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, then walk out the door and deny him with their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. See, when we deny Jesus, when we don't live and act and be what God's called us to be. We're doing just like Peter said. I don't know him. Because you're doing it on a grander scale. Out in front of the world. Oh I'm guilty of this one. Let me tell you. I mean if you just you want to fit in with everybody. Somebody's over here. They're gossiping about somebody. Oh we love to do that. Oh I ain't going to share it. I'm just going to listen to it. Why are you listening to it? Walk away. Because we're denying Christ just as bad. Listen to what, 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 what Paul said to Titus about this in, in Titus chapter 1, verses 10 and 11 and verse 16. For there are many, especially of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, 
to subvert whole houses and teaching things which they not not to for filthy lucre's sake. He said, boy, there's a lot of Jews he's talking about, but you know I got that. There's a lot of Christians. Who's that? Just, 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 just we, 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 we don't act and talk like we ought to. We deny them with how we act. We deny them with what we say. Verse 16 says, they profess they know God works deny him. So you come, you, it, it amazes me. People I'll see it and, and they'll they'll be on, on, on Facebook with, with all kind of Christian quotes and all kind of different things, but you never see them darken the doors of a church. You never see them worship, you never see them acting like a child of God, but yet they proclaim to be. And God said, you know, he said they, they profess them in their works, they did not be an abominable, being disobedient. And into every good work reprobate. Now they might do some good stuff, but but you know, be like this. God said, "Who are you?" You know, I think that might be with some problems. People who come to church say, "Well, I, I'm a child of God. And I've been at church my entire life. Mama drove me there when I was a kid." Question is, did you ever ask him into your heart? You know, because you know, there's a change that happens. Oh, we're fleshly. We're gonna sin. We're gonna make mistakes. You get saved, that don't make you perfect. But but let me tell you, if you're a child of God, you ought to be at least knowing it. I mean, did you ask me? You say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know I can't get to heaven without you. Save me, come into my heart, make me a new creature. I mean, when you prayed that, did you mean it? You know, sometimes it makes you wonder. You look at these disciples, though, they, 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 they hid. I want you to think about that. Think about that. Jesus told them word for word just about everything that was fixing to go down, everything that was fixing that. He had told them he was going to suffer. He told them he was going to be crucified. He told them he was going to die. But most importantly, he said, on the third day, I'm going to rise again. But you know, we already knew that they was going to miss that because he told them when you go to Galilee, I'll be there with you. But 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 listen listen to this they you know it's like it's like it's like Adam and Eve when when, when they sinned you know in Genesis three verse eight when it says and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God amongst the trees in the garden I always think that has got to be the most funniest thing in the world oh but here comes Daddy. We're in trouble now. Hi. It, 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 it gives me the picture of a little two or three-year-old going, you can't see me. I mean, really. You know, it, 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 the, here, the disciples hid. John had a little bit of courage. He was there, but he scattered too. Peter started, and he denied and ran. But you, you, you realize that... that that, that that what they missed. Things got hard, so they ran off. How many times when things get hard do people run off? You know, some people, things get hard, and you'll see them in church, but they're still hiding because they're not coming to the Lord. They're not going to them. They're just sitting here. Well, I, I made it to church. I'm good. Woo, I made it. 
Well, what else? Did you get one hour? Are you watching? Are you praying? I, I, I want you to think about some. We hide in plain sight. But let me tell you, God knows everybody here. He tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 13 through 15, he says this, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. It shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's works of what sort it is. If any man's works abide, which he had built upon there, he shall receive award. If any man's works he shall be at loss, but he himself. And so as by fire, God said, there's coming a day, Christian, that everything you did, I'm going to tell you all about it. Your motives. You came to church, why? You came, you did this, why? See, some people hide in plain sight. They might even look like they're busy. But they're hiding in plain sight. They're not being obedient. They're not occupying. They're not doing what God's told them to do. They're not praying. They're just there. I, I thought about it. I said, you know, the, the disciples, the, the, these, these guys, do you imagine their, their fear, their running, their, their denying, the hiding? They weren't doing what God, they didn't watch. They didn't pray. So when it came time, they weren't prayed up for the problem that, that presented itself. Jesus told them, I'm going to be, I'm going to be handed over. Now notice when Jesus told you, he didn't say, I'm going to be handed over and, and, and so are you. No, he said, I'm going to be handed over. Now when they asked Peter, this man said, I'll, I'll never forsake you. I'll always be there. I'll, I'll die with you, Jesus. Oh, I don't know the man. I never heard of him. I'm not Galilean. And he runs. He hides. John stands there with his mother at the cross. The third day I'll rise. Where were they that Sunday morning? Where were they? When the stone rolled away. And Jesus stepped out of the tomb. See their fear and their lack of prayer their lack of watching caused them to miss the biggest blessing of all. The women came that morning. I always think that's an amazing thing. They came to wash the body of Jesus. How was they going to get the stone rolled away? But they came by faith. When the disciples show up at the tomb, it's an empty tomb. All the blessing they missed because they didn't watch. The blessing they missed because they didn't pray. One hour. One hour. What about you today? What are you giving God? One hour is all he asked for today. What about tomorrow? What about the rest of the week? Who's it going to be about? You or him? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you this morning, as I humbly approach the throne, Father, I pray, Lord, there are those here today who love you with all their heart. But Lord, I pray that you, you instill upon us, each one of us, that question. Are we occupying? Are we being busy for you? 
Some of us need to be on our knees praying because the battle we're fixing to face. Father, I know that, that Jesus went to the disciples to show them, you couldn't watch for an hour, I want you to pray because temptation's going to come. And Father, this morning there's battles some people are fighting. There's battles that some people are fixing to face that's going to rock their foundation. And Lord, right now they need to be on their knees before you crying out. There's some of them that need to admit that, Lord, they haven't given you an hour. They haven't given you everything they need. They need to be down here asking for forgiveness. But, Father, I pray right now that you talk to those. Lord, you deal with their hearts. Heavenly Father, some just needs to come and just praise you and thank you. Some had not been in a long time. So, Father, I pray you deal with each one of us. Lord, as we come to a time of invitation, have your way. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. I ask you to stand to your feet as we sing page 109. The altar's open.